going to return tonight to the whole armor of God. The weapon of God's word. The scripture said, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Brother Ken, you bought it at an auction. You sold it at an auction. And I bought it for $40. It's not for sale. This is the second time I brought it to church. It hangs in my office. I got it up there secure so it don't fall on anybody's head. But it makes a tremendous illustration for our subject tonight. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Anybody thankful for the Word? Has anybody been ministered to by the Word? I guess I'm going to have to lay the sword down because I don't want it to fall and hurt somebody. And I don't want to be hurt. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. A scripture we'll come to later is the Word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 13 through 17. It shall come to pass, if she, you shall hearken diligently unto my Commandments, everybody say commandments, which I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your land in the due season and the first rain and the latter rain that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thy oil. I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle, that thou mayest eat and be full. Take heed unto yourselves, that your heart be not deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Then the Lord's wrath will be kindled against you. He will shut up the heaven, that there be no rain, that the land yield not her fruit, lest you perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord giveth you. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Having therefore these promises, everybody say promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, Condemn sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. 
For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Can you say amen? The Word of God. The wonderful Word of God is a challenge to every man, woman, boy, and girl. At some point, it's a struggle. At some point, it seems like an enemy to our flesh. But when we fall in love with it, <laughs> what we could not understand begins to open up and light and revelation come shining through. This sword is heavy. I've had a lot of people tell me when they picked up this sword that it was heavy. Not because they had a big Bible, but the words were heavy. They said, I, I can't handle them. I can't understand them. This sword, with enough use, would not be near as heavy. It has a heavy weight to it. For me, with one hand, my wrist is not strong enough. It's, I wouldn't be in battle very long with this sword, Brother Darrell. But if I exercised with the sword, if I spent time with the sword, it wouldn't be a problem. If I were to go to battle, I'd want to know how to use this sword. I'd want to be able to handle this sword. I'd want to be able to thrust with it. I'd want to be able to swing with it. I'd want to be able to do whatever I could to stay alive and to win the battle. The physical sword. Is not the same thing applicable in our spiritual relationship with the Word of God. We should do everything in our power to be able to handle this sword, this Word. Have an understanding of it. You say, well, uh, I wish I were like Brother Joe. I could just quote it, you know. You know why he can do that? He spent time with it. There was a fellow by the name of Brother Bear. I don't know if he's still alive or not, but he, he preached by quoting the Word of God. But I was working in Lake Charles when he was preaching in Lake Charles, and I saw him walking the street. And he was just walking the street during the day, and this is he was just quoting the Word of God all day long, just staying in the Bible. Brother Ron Macy was... Another man gifted in that area. But before church, he would be up in the area by the baptistry where he could get in complete solitude with the Word of God and just get the Word in him. Get the Word in him. We, we must learn to handle the Word of God. 
In order to handle the Word of God, we must study the Word of God. The Apostle Paul used the sword and part of the armor, the offensive part of the armor. Everything else about the armor is for defense, for salvation. But the sword gives us the ability to be on the offensive. You say, well, I'm, I don't know enough. You know, don't let the devil tell you that. If you apply yourself to the word of God, when you stand with someone to talk to them about the word of God, God will give you recall. That word will come back to you. But you only recall what you put in. You got to have something there. You say, well, the scripture said, that don't think about what you're going to say because you just God will give you the word. He will. If you've spent time with him, you know how he thinks, you know what he says, you know what he has written, then that's what's going to come out of your mouth. When the apostle Paul referenced the sword, he talked about the knight's weapon of choice. It uh, probably when you, you study the, the evolution of the sword, how it, how it came when they, they, they first developed a small knife and then they, they began to uh, learn about metals and putting metals together and, and they gradually stretched out the, the, the small dagger until they became a sword. And so it was, you, you look back at old pictures and you see that knight in the shining armor and one of the prominent weapons on him is his sword. When the children of Israel were in the land and King Saul and his son Jonathan had the only swords in the whole nation. I'm glad today that every Christian has a sword. Jonathan used his sword and, and brought a great victory that day, but what are we doing with our sword? The Word of God is quick powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. God equips us as his children with a powerful double-edged sword that both defends and it also gives us the offensive edge to attack the enemy. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God.
We could never overemphasize the importance of God's word. The psalmist said, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. What are you going to use? Or are you just going to be able to stand around saying Jesus' name and Jesus' name and Jesus' name? Or are you going to be able to say something? I contend that if I say in Jesus' name, I've got to know what I'm standing on. I've got to know what that represents. I've got to know the power behind that name. In order for me to have the faith equivalent to be effective when I say in Jesus' name, then I've got to be standing on the Word of God. His Word. His Word is powerful. The sword of the Spirit. The power of the sword. The Scripture said, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. What what did they use? What? They were writing the New Testament, so what sword were they using? What was he referring to when he was referring to the Word of God? People say, well, the Old Testament, that's outdated, that's not necessary anymore. That was their Bible. That was the Word of God. That's what they were standing on. That was... That was what they had trained on. That was what they were living on. That was what they were feeding on. Matter of fact, you find quotation after quotation after quotation throughout the New Testament of the Old Testament. I think it's best been said that the New Testament is a commentary on the Old Testament. As God used his word. That word is quick, powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. It, it divides between soul and spirit, joints and moral, a discerner of thoughts and the intents of the heart. The apostolic study Bible said, verse 12 does not support the idea that human beings consist of a trichotomy of body, soul, and spirit which each entity separate and distinct from each other. Rather, the ancient Hebrews viewed the human being as an integrated whole, not fragmented into separate parts. This passage was never intended to provide technical insight into the nature of the immaterial person any more than to understand the physical anatomy or mental faculties but to employ these various references to demonstrate the ability of God's Word to assess innermost thoughts and motives completely and accurately. How many of you have come to church and the Word of God preached, revealed what you were thinking? I've heard people say, 
The preacher must have rode in the car with us on the way to church. I've heard sinners tell others, somebody told that preacher about me. (laughs) Because the word slipped in. The word sliced in. Into the heart, into the life. And and separated between intent and motive. The word of God is powerful. It pierces through all of our deceit, our hypocrisy, and reveals the true motives of our actions. That's what the word of God does. The Old Testament priest could take his sword and his knife and he could fillet the the offering before the Lord. Can you just imagine how quickly they could offer a sacrifice? Thousands and thousands of sacrifices they had to offer to God. They cut. They understood how that the sword, dividing of the parts of that sacrifice The Asbury Bible commentary said, just as the priest could cut through and and open the sacrifices before the Lord, every inward thought and motive is exposed by God's word penetrating with its edge. If our acts seem godly, but our intentions are not, God sees right through it. If I came to church tonight so people would think that I was on track. But God knows something different. You see, God's Word, He knows that. One day we will all give an account. One day we will stand and give an account for all of our lives, whether we were true or honest. But I can tell you that today, there is no creature hidden from his sight. All things are naked and open to his eyes, to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. The word of God comes to convince us in belief or to convict us in unbelief. I said the word of God comes to convince us in our belief or to convict us in our unbelief. And so the gospel meets us and so does the sifting judgment of God. I'm so very thankful That God has our salvation at heart. You say, oh, I love to come to church. I want to feel good. I want to sing that song. And I want this certain move of the Spirit. What we really need is the Word of God to make sure of our lives. That the Word would come with the sword when necessary to separate between The real and the false. Why am I doing this? Am I doing it because I love him and I love his word? 
Or am I doing it to try to impress my brother or my sister? The word will reveal. Let's stand together. Would you just lift your hands right now and say, thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, that I was saved by the word. I thank you that it was the preached word of God that convicted my heart, convicted my spirit. Made me to realize I needed you, Lord Jesus. And it was that beautiful word of God that gave us that blessed assurance, that blessed assurance that you're mine, Lord Jesus, and I am yours. I thank you for your word, Lord. May, Lord, we go forth and carrying forth your word as a sword. Now, our, our job is not to go kill the sinner. But, Lord, we realize today that the offense is to fight the enemy off and to use the word to save those that are lost. Help us to know the difference, Lord, between the enemy and the soul that needs saving. We pray it in your name, Jesus. And everybody said amen. God bless you. Remember the announcements. Remember the offering. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.